we are live. Let's go, baby. Back for another ep on the 4th and 1 podcast. As always, I am your boy, Rusi, and I'm here with my boy, Coach Trey. How are you doing today, Trey? Good, man. Welcome, Welcoming everybody in here to a uh, six, uh, 624 edition of uh, the 4th and 1 podcast. Yeah. Chilling. Chilling. We, uh, we don't always start on the uh, the exact time. We come a little bit early for you guys. Shout out to Kevin Smith in the chat. I'm ready. I'm ready too, man. Let's get into this one. This is kind of uh, the last week we've got kind of just talking about storylines and uh, and you know the the you know, everyone preparing for the season. Uh, we've got some week zero games next Saturday that we're going to break down in our next video. So. I really wanted to start with an announcement as far as our channel is concerned. We uh, we dropped live on Spotify, so you can find us on Spotify, 4th and 1 Podcast with Brucey and Coach. Uh, it's pretty cool. You can listen to us on, you know, you don't have to come to the YouTube video to watch us live if, if you're not available to watch us every Thursday. Um, So I think that's pretty cool. And I the new, the big update is we've got a Patreon now. And... And what we're trying to do with that is we're trying to get you know keep our our fans updated as much as possible as far as the betting side is concerned. It's pretty difficult to get our entire betting cards for each week in a thirty minute span because we're trying to keep our videos thirty minutes long. So it kind of gives us a little bit of freedom to talk and, and you know more about some updates, some important stuff. And we're still going to talk about our our betting cards and and what games we really like. But our full betting cards are going to be on our Patreon, patreon.com slash fourth and one podcast. Basically, all you got to do is you got to pay $1 a month. That's it. $1 a month. So so what is the college football season, Trey? Six months at the most? Uh, January. January. So, I mean, not even six months. So, you're basically paying $5. And to me, and betting's an investment, right? You're, you're betting your money. And you're investing it and hoping, you know, especially on the future side, that you're going to get some more money back in return. It's kind of like a stock, but it, it's core, in my opinion. You're investing $5 total, basically, into our full betting cards. And I like to say we're pretty good at this betting thing, Trey. I mean, that's my opinion. I think we're pretty damn good. We're so biased, but we're so good. <laughs> especially at the college football level. Uh, so yeah. it's a good way to, to get our full card. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood, Jesus. <laughs> so it's a it's it's a full way to get our card. You can interact with us, ask us direct questions, and all you gotta do is just sign up, make a Patreon account, subscribe to the tier. It's called the membership, and it's only one dollar a month. So basically, you're investing five dollars, and hopefully, you know, if you if you listen to our picks throughout the year, and we make you you know plus fifty units, whatever you like to bet. We're not you, know, you can bet ten cents a game, or you can bet a hundred dollars a game. We're hoping that that five dollar investment is going to be a good ROI as far as what we can bring to the table and our expertise as far as the college football sector, whether it be player props, straight games. We love ourselves some parlays. Uh, you know, we're degenerates at heart. So people who say it's not smart to parlay, screw them. We're we're parlay gods over here. So the Patreon.com. Slash fourth and one podcast, one dollar a month. Please give it a shot. And um, and like I said, you have direct access to both me and Trey, both our cards, both our predictions for the full season. So 
that's the big announcement. I think that's a pretty big announcement, Trey. What do you think about all that? Yeah, it is. And and again, I know obviously that's the whole the, the whole money thing, but like, li- listen, it's a dollar. <laughs> it's it's a dollar, and also too, there there's no reason to believe that it, it has to continue this way or stay this way. I mean, it might get yeah. to the point where we're so big that it doesn't have to ever cost money. But at the same time, like. It's five dollars. You're going to get that in the first day. We have killer bangers coming out for the first week, week one of college football. Man, like literally, you're going to look at that. You're going to look at that one dollar a month and think, you know what I mean? Like it's it's one dollar, y'all. Come on. Like, uh, but but again, this is also for for the game. For for example, for player props, player props don't come out until an hour or so before football games anyway. So there's no way for us to get you all the information on Thursday unless we're just live on Saturday mornings from you know nine to kickoff like there's there's no other way so you can turn your notifications on and you'll have immediate uh, notifications obviously as to when we're making changes or updates you know last minute questions concerns injuries things of that nature so i think it's a pretty good way to honestly keep us organized is the biggest key for us and uh i I mean i'm excited man and we're going to get into it here in just a second on uh on what that might look like yeah so it it just brings a structure man and and you think we're not charging a dollar to make profits, man. Everything's going right back into <laughs> if we we're the cheapest. We're the cheapest charging people out there. I, if I could have made it, the the least I could have gone was a dollar. If I could have gone less, I would I would have made it a cent. It's just to provide structure. It's just to provide, like Trey said, some updates. If lines aren't available for player props, I'm a player prop guy. I, I for all my people that love betting that, if I can't get that to you on Thursday, I, it's tough. But we're not going to be live every Saturday. Some Saturdays, which is the next thing I'm going to get into, we're going to try and you know once every while, probably once or twice a month, uh, go live during a big game that we have. For instance, we can try and go live next weekend if you're available. We we'll have to check our schedules for the Vanderbilt game. Vanderbilt's a huge game for both of us. That's a must-win game, not only for Trey for his future. But for me, I have them in a bunch of my parlays with you know some other sports that are looking pretty good right now. So I need Vanderbilt to come through. We're going to have some simulcasts. We'll watch the game live for you guys. You can see our reactions uh, on, on how we uh, you know we get crazy when we watch these games. When, we, when there's some money on the line, I think me and Trey are pretty damn funny. But it's at our expense. We're not trying to be funny. We're just, uh, passionate. We're, just into it. we're passionate about football. We're passionate about winning. So we're going to try that once or twice a month. Maybe we'll have to get together and look for for Vanderbilt. But if not, we'll definitely get together once or twice a month. We'll keep you guys updated on when that schedule is. And uh, I think that's going to be a pretty fun addition to the show as well. So now that we're done, we can go into our our big topic of the day. And and we kind of discussed this a a bunch last week. We're going to discuss it again. It's, it's, It's not that we're being biased. It's the big storyline going on. I mean, Miles Brennan leaving LSU, front page of, of ESPN. It's not like you know we're biased towards any particular college or conference, even though I think the SEC is superior. Miles Brennan, gone from LSU. What are your thoughts on the LSU quarterback situation now? And uh, and let's get into Miles Brennan first. What do you think about that? Uh I have nothing but but respect for him, man. I know there's obviously a couple of you know a couple of voices in the in the the Twitter sphere that uh, that may, that may counter that point, but I think there's everything went right for Miles except for luck. He had he did everything he could possibly do other than get lucky. Um, but but the biggest part, and I'm not and I'm not going to take credit for for this for this talking point, but I'll credit that to uh, 
to, to a local radio guy, but I, I think the biggest storyline of all of it is, is that Miles is at a point in his life where he's an engaged guy. He's about to get married. He likes to hunt. He likes to fish. Perfect example. When Joe Burrow went to LSU, the, the word on that street is that when Joe was in the film room, Miles would go with him. Joe would stay. Miles would leave and he'd be in the deer in the deer stand or the duck blind or on the fishing dock. As you can kind of see how he, you know, tripped and fell the whole flip flop breaks his arm. I, I mean, everything that could have gone wrong for Miles did. And I, I am I really don't see an issue with if you just want to be done and move on with your life. And that's OK. You can have more than one love and you can have, you know, whatever comes to him in life. He gets to keep, from what I understand, he gets to keep all the NIL things that he got, you know, whatever it is. And good on him, man. Look, he, he gave everything to that college. And if you're a, a North Carolina State or if you're an Alcorn State fan, if anybody loves your school the way that Miles Brennan loves LSU, then you could only respect that. So hats off to him, man, for doing it. And uh, it opens up a really big point, which I think Russo has a, uh, a couple of well, big there's Well, there's a few. And I think – you kind of painted it in a positive way, but let me be a devil's advocate here. Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of upset about the whole process. I think they look at it as Brian Kelly came in, uh, swayed him from the transfer portal, and and he came back. Uh, now I know there were some you know some agreements in the house on how that was going to play out, but from the outside looking in, he was in the transfer portal looking to leave and better his career because he kind of knew he was on you know, the, the doorstep out looking for a better opportunity mm-hmm. and Brian Kelly sways him back in just to, just to throw him back to the wolves. So that's kind of devil's advocate. That's a lot of uh, opinions I'm seeing on that and that they're not fans of this whole decision by LSU. I'm assuming they told him he was going to be the man out, out of the three man uh, quarterback race. So what do you think about the people that had that opinion? Um, I don't think that's at all how it went. I'm, I'm obviously not in the LSU room. I don't. I don't work um, there. Uh, I am in medical sales, <laughs> so. Uh, but I do know that uh, I have it on on pretty decent authority that uh, that that's not how that went. Uh, I think the conversation was, and I think with most coaches that it would be is that you don't promise anyone anything early until you know. Um, um, I, so the conversation to what I understand is they said, you're going to compete anywhere you go. Why not come and compete here? And he said, okay. But I think, I think that in an, in a way it changes and this is, and I've kind of gotten away from this point with the whole Garrett Nussmeyer thing because I've, I'm, I've been buying into the smoke with it. But you know, when you bring Jaden Daniels in, you don't bring Jaden Daniels in because you don't think that you need him. You took him because he wanted to come and because you needed him. And whether that was because you didn't have faith in miles or you didn't have enough faith in Nuss or you didn't want to have faith in the, you know, the guy coming in um, Walker Howard, then, then what, what other reason would you have from, from bringing in Jaden Daniels? And by the way, <laughs> how him, how he plays, how Nuss plays, how Walker plays, how their brand, they, they, they all have the complete exact opposite style of what miles is. Remember that miles Brennan was recruited by Cam Cameron. <laughs> play for less miles. Miles Brennan has been at LSU longer than you and I have been in the life. Like, <laughs> like he's an actual. And again, man, and, and I love Miles, man. God bless him. But, but the, it, you're you're a fossil to college football when you've been there. Yes. That long. So, um, 
is. But I, I don't agree with that. But again, it's not. It's everybody is free to have their own opinion. So. It was just an opinion base. I sure. saw. I I think. I think of it as uh, the same way you do. I think there's no way they guaranteed him a spot. I mean, that would just be ridiculous to do, uh, especially as big of a college and knowing the circumstances behind it. Did Jay Daniels commit to transfer to us before or after he made his decision? I'm pretty sure it was after uh, Miles Brennan made the decision. Is that right? I can't remember. I, I don't pay attention to one school enough to know. Uh, I'm – I, all I all I know all I remember is that he he basically transferred in and had with, with a, a little over a handful of days uh, in the spring before the <laughs> spring game was I, I couldn't even tell you when that was but I yeah. do know I do know that when when he did commit any any t- it's like when Brian Kelly went to LSU the Notre Dame fans puts out this narrative in the in, in the Big Ten lovers because they're kind of in that area puts out a narrative on Brian Kelly he doesn't belong he's not going to fit all the stuff. Same thing with Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is going to LSU. You're automatically going to start pointing out things wrong with Jaden Daniels because he's no longer at your school and you want that narrative to, narrative to fit. So now it's all he can't throw the ball. He's not accurate. Brother, I, can we maybe wait for the game to start before we start painting it? The, you, you see practice film. I, I understand that. But some people turn on when the lights cut on, bro. Like, you know, you know damn good and well that some people decide to just be like that when the lights come on. And it doesn't yeah. matter how many practice reps you get. When the lights cut on and somebody turns it up, that's the kind of guy you want. And I'm not saying he is that guy, but we're all going to see. I, I could have said the exact same thing about Bo Nix, you know, three seasons ago whenever he got to Auburn and he was Don, the first starting rookie quarterback, of, you know, in Auburn, in Auburn history. And we're all going, all right, well, let's see it. But everybody else was ready to say he was the next coming of, you know, uh, Tim Tebow. And, and, and you see how that worked out. And we're going to get to him in a second. But, but anyway, I got past it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, man. I don't like when they talk about these players like this, man. Like these kids mm-hmm. do nothing but pour their heart and souls out to play, you know, football. And just because he leaves your school, now all of a sudden he's not worth a hell. I just oh, – Yeah. Man, I don't like that. No, it's, it's a popular opinion to hate in this uh, in this country regardless of the topic. So no politics though. We don't do politics on this show. Anyways, <laughs> fourth down Bo is nice. Yeah. He, uh, he is nice. Uh, he had some good scrambles. I mean, he had some good plays last year on fourth down that I specifically remember. Kev must be talking about that LSU Auburn that was, where he was uh, the, the greased up deaf guy running back there, bro. Just, Whatever. Bro. That was crazy. That was crazy. And then he comes and does what he did to Alabama. I, yeah. Whatever. That's I crazy. lost so many parlays because of that game. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I was in a hotel room. I was traveling. I think I broke something. I, I threw. Uh, there were two plays, you know, specifically that he did on fourth down, and I don't even want to get there. I don't want to anger myself. I don't want to raise my blood pressure. Your point about Jaden Daniels. Yep. We talked last week, and we kind of we kind of announced that Nuss was going to be one, and Daniel's going to be two. They're both going to play, but the narrative has switched. It feels like yeah. this week. There's a lot of steam, you know, and this could be smoke screens uh, coming from the media. But people are watching these scrimmages happen now. We got eyes on the field. Jaden's got a lot of reps with the with the first team right now, and Nuss. Is banged up a little bit. Uh, he hurt his ankle. We don't know the full details of that, but he's back to my knowledge. But Jaden is still taking first-team reps, and and from what I've seen, 
Uh, it just leads me to believe that he's going to be announced as the game one starter. Uh, I think you, you and I both believe they'll probably both play game one. I don't know how smart that is on a, you know, Florida state is not a, an Alabama. It's not a great team, but it's a tough challenge to open up the season, especially with the Seminoles getting a game on week zero. Uh, it didn't fare well for LSU last year when they played UCLA. Uh, there were some circumstances that affected that, to my knowledge, with LSU being tired. And there's a completely different coaching staff, and I think they've addressed that. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to be the game one starter now. I take back everything I said. I, I We kind of announced Nuss, Gus, Bus being the quarterback, and I, I don't know if that's the case anymore. So have you heard anything else uh, from any of your people uh, that you know that might be aware, have their eyes on the field during practice, and, and what do you think about it? I think um, I'll put it this way: it's too it's too close to call that you <laughs> kind of have to read the tea leaves, man. You got one guy that started thirty games, and one guy that you know that has to, to put it nicely started significantly less than that. Um, Nuss has got the arm talent, but Jaden has, uh, from what I understand, Jaden Daniels has game breaking speed. Like there, there was, there was one, one of the guys down there said something like, like 22 miles per hour. The, the guy runs and I know he's like six, four. Look, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, that he's Cam Newton, dear God. I'm, I'm not saying that, but, uh, <laughs> but if you, if you, if you've got comparable abilities and, and one of them has that kind of potential. And you can, I mean, you can run like that and you have that much experience and they're probably going to start him. Um, Probably, look, I, we're not the coaching staff. We don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see, but I do think that they both play. But I think by game four, I think by SEC play, you have to figure this out. Like, play play, play who you got when you got defense, offensive line, the shuffles, the QB, all that has to be nailed down by SEC. For any, I, you, you cannot have it go any other way. You yeah. can't be playing the playing the the, the two the two system crap. Now, you, you alluded to this earlier when we were talking about Brian Kelly having a history of doing this. So that's why it didn't really shock me that they're going to do this the first couple of games. But like you said, I, I don't I don't think that's a smart way of doing things in the SEC when you really get into the thick of it. So I completely agree. But I guarantee you both of them are playing significant. The, maybe I wouldn't say half and half. They might go with the hot arm. Uh depending on how that game goes. It could be close. It could be a blowout. So I need LSU to win because I've got them in a lot of parlays. Uh, you know, thousands of dollars on the line from some previous plays that I included, and, and me and you both know. Last time we had some futures parlays in a different sport, uh, <clears throat> Joe Embiid MVP, um, it didn't go well for us. So I've got LSU. Uh, I've also got <laughs> – Shout out to my boy, A.J. Fletcher, uh, MMA, UFC, off topic completely, but big parlay pieces from Louisiana. He is fighting this weekend on the UFC 278 card, I believe, on the uh, the Usman Edwards. So shout out to him. Need both of them to win, specifically LSU, because my God, I think <laughs> I, I did not hold back from including them in a lot of parlays. I've got, all, you know, I've got Ohio State and a couple of other ones. I feel very confident about them. Uh, but with with so many question marks coming in with this LSU team, kind of nervous. So, I, and you know, I I want to I want to say one last thing before we before we get off this topic because I do want to get to another couple of things here. But what I do want to say is that 
as a as a college football fan, you have to sometimes look at other storylines. You just talked about Notre Dame. You just talked about what he did with the two quarterback systems over there, which I think is a curse word to to a lot of football teams. Uh, but last year in the Big Ten, Mel Tucker gets the Michigan State job, does an entire rehaul and a revamp, brings in 100,000 and three-quarter kids onto the team, and he ends up having a fantastic year, but he did have a couple of blowouts. There's no reason to believe that that model isn't repeatable. I'm not saying LSU is going to do it, but if you are one of those people, us included, because you made all the other SEC bets with us, and me, if you went over six and a half, I know Anthony was said he would go over six and a half, under on the seven, whatever, but if you go over six and a half, if you're in on that, then you have to look at that model as what you want to look for. You know what I mean? Like that, that, is, that is what you would hope. That is the enigma in your brain. And so if that is the case – if that happens, it's going to be because of the defensive line, because they have freaks. The exact same thing, if Alabama wins the whole thing, it's because Bryce Young is still that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is because and of Will that. Anderson, and Will Anderson. And, correct. Well, we already know that's a <laughs> Death, taxes, and Will Anderson being the best player in college football. It's not close. Yep. It is not close. By the way, I looked at those odds. They are up to <laughs> 4,000. It is up to four thousand. Four thousand. That is. Wait for what? Wait for Will Anderson. Wait, where are you going? What are you talking about? Criminal. Or where are you saying four thousand? I thought it was dude four thousand. They it was up the other day. I saw it. I'm drinking right now, but you sound drunk. No, it's, I'm telling it's it's plus fourteen or fifteen hundred, man. Let me see. Well, and tell me what site you 1600, see. Sixteen hundred. Yeah, I was about like, to 1600. say, what are you talking about? What are you t- Maybe it was an odds boost. Maybe uh, if it was an odds boost, let me know which site that was. Go <laughs> look, hammer it. Look, man, I'm not perfect. I drink too. All right, next. So <laughs> we're going to immediately, immediately just acknowledge the fact that Will Anderson is obviously going to be my unicorn for the season. <laughs> Point blank. Period. Done. You convinced me on that, and uh. And I mean, Central bucket. God, uh, Central bucket. We've, you know, since this is our last video before we get into breaking down games and really mm. getting into the betting uh, stuff, which is what we love. There's a couple of storylines, and I, you know, as far as the Big Twelve, there's not much to talk about. I mean, you've got you've got Brent Venables obviously leaving Clemson, going to Oklahoma, taking over that. Um, you've got Steve Sarkeesian in his second year with high expectations and, and you've got teams like Oklahoma state and Baylor looking to, to repeat success uh, from last year. So what do you think is the big storyline going into the big 12? I am so in the minority in this, but I think it's Baylor. I, and it's, I know that I'm biased because I took them, but I, well, first of all, I think the biggest, the biggest storyline has to be Texas. Like from a popularity standpoint, from, from the clicks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, all that, um, it, it is Texas, and, and what is Sark, Sark going to do? Really, really big from what I understand. I am not – please don't at me on this. Don't quote me on this. But what I think were pretty significant injuries to the Oak for to one of their starters on the line. I do not have the name up. And also a starting receiver. They're loaded with talent. We know that. Can they can they replace, reload? Sure. Um, you know how I feel about their win total. You know how I feel about who's going to win the Big 12. To me, if it's me, it's, it's because I'm a – I, I coach. I think it's Dave Aranda. I think repeating that process, proving people wrong, everybody's sleeping on them. No one is – all eyes are on the other two teams in Texas. It's Texas A&M and UT Austin. So <laughs> that's just – that UT is, Austin. That's, that's my 
That that's UT Austin. Is that is that the Longhorns? Is that who you're referring to? Yes, bro. Don't ever call them that again. <laughs> well, Texas. I don't know what those values. I thought you were talking about like San Antonio, UTSA. What I'll never, what I'll never do is I'll never hold an inside joke in the crowd. I have a a, a personal friend of mine, personal friend of mine. Whenever we were both getting our acceptance letters into college, uh, she got accepted, and the way she explained to me was, and I quote, "UT Austin," and I said, "Please don't say that. It's not what they are." I was so confused for a second. Um, um yeah i mean i i agree i think i think i would i would put texas as the biggest storyline just yeah. because there's a lot of pressure on sarkeesian another one of saban's boys that really hasn't found as much success as the others uh granted, it kind of feels like now or never it is now or never and, and you look at uh kirby smart in georgia and it's like well you know he's got he had one of the best defensive classes of all time do you see the resources Texas has? They have their own freaking network. Don't talk to me about stuff that that Kirby Smart has that that Texas doesn't, that Starkeesian doesn't. So it's a big year for them, and and yeah. they're I think they're ranked fifth according to ESPN in the power rankings in the Big Twelve. I think Baylor and them they fly under the radar. We're looking for them to repeat their success, but. Texas is the biggest storyline. I don't even really care about Oklahoma. I, I don't really find that Clemson's coach is is, is worthy of, of mention. I think he's okay. I think he has to prove himself and earn that. So that's just my opinion on that. So Damn, that's uh that's Bill that's chalkboard talk. <laughs> well, Clemson Clemson billboard material. Clemson's one of those teams that has it easy. They're in one of the easiest conferences. I'm not talking about that. Dabo's a great coach. I'm talking about Burt Venables. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about more of, of Clemson okay. as a whole. Okay. Like, uh, watered-down conference. Uh, they've got I the best. They've got a lot, a good recruiting edge outside of the SEC to because people go almost undefeated at Clemson. And now, yeah, their quarterback situation's rough this year. I heard they got some young talent coming in. But I'm just not – I'm not going to give anyone from, from Clemson credit outside of, of the university until they go prove it. And I think this is a good step for Venables. Don't get me wrong. But I have a hard time – I mean, the Big 12 is wide open. So if he comes out and, and kills it this year, I'll give him the flowers. I have no problem with that. So no more talking about Clemson, though. No more talking about the Big 12. Let's just quickly browse over the Big 10, man. Uh, I mean, Big 10, Ohio State, Big 10 – Ohio State. Is there anything else to talk about? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to be in the minority here again. I, I'm I'm going to stay this way. I, I think um, I think Michigan. Every year that we talk about Michigan, it's always, you know, is this going to be the year where they finally stamp themselves as being on that level? Is this look? There was the whole. You know, Harbaugh wanting to take the uh, the NFL job. You know, was he in? Is he out? Like th- there was that is not fake, y'all. Like that's that was real. Like again, did they sign him to an extension over they, all of that? That's what he ended up with. Yes, but that is that is real. Like th- I am positive that that was real. And so what I what I think is, if you can just assert yourself as two, okay, Ohio State's at the top. If you can assert yourself firmly in that next tier, then you have a puncher's chance with them because you beat them last year. You have a puncher's chance if you remain there. What can what can we do you know, with that? 
maybe make a game or two, you know, parlay out of it, maybe follow them game by game, week by week. I, I didn't really like the win total. Um, but, yeah, man, it's Ohio State's, you know, it's Ohio State's league to lose. And, and, I, and I think with kind of like how Clemson kind of plays, you know, the ACC, I think it's kind of how big, big, uh, big 10 and Ohio State go hand in hand. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. And um, I, I just think it's Ohio State or bust yeah. in that conference. I mean, I think there's some good, good teams there and there's a good race for second place. Uh, I just don't think anyone's competing with Ohio State. I could be wrong, and and I hope they don't prove me wrong because I have some money on Ohio State. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, we were going to browse through the SEC and break them down as well, but I think we've done enough of that, right? I mean, I think what we really need to talk about before we get off and and let you guys go is let's talk about some of some of the big injuries that we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. I'm going to get this on the screen right now. If you just give me one second and we can kind of browse through some, I mean, this, this covers.com by the way, shout out to them for having this report. It's basically a full injury report of all of college football. So, uh, you know, just to start, uh, you know, you started, you know, you've been bragging about this whole Texas deal uh, where they lost an offensive lineman. And I believe they lost the receiver as well. Uh, give me your update on that and, and how that took gonna affect them going forward. Um, look, nobody ever wants to lose anybody on the offensive line. Uh, I, I think whenever you lose somebody significant, somebody that's supposed to play, I, I think, um, you, you don't want that to happen. That, that is not, that's not good. Starting receiver, not good. Um, but, but can you overcome that? Sure, man. I, I've seen it happen. And look, this isn't an indictment on, you know, any, you know, anything about Texas. I, I think that, you know, you're seeing four injuries here. Uh, look, it is what it is. Obviously, there's you know an, an indefinite suspension going on for them, a couple out for the seasons, and then you got a, you know, a, a questionable for with a lower body injury. Look, I, Texas is going to be Texas, and, and I don't think their win or loss is going to come immediately in the forefront because of these, like because of these injuries. I think it's more so later on down the road. I think it's going to be do they do they pile up? Do you have depth? Do you have you know? Do, do you have people that can continue to play week in and week out? Anybody can strap it up and do it for one game, but can you do it for consistent games? That's, you know, that's kind of the, and, the model there. And to piggyback off of death, I mean, uh, Ohio State lost their backup running back for the year. Um, I think that's a big deal. I know Trevion Henderson's still there. Stud, we're not really giving him a much credit, but uh, he's a part of the three-headed monster at Ohio State. So, uh, so that's a big loss to their death right there. I think sure. they'll be fine, but they better hope – they keep their running back healthy. And, oh, my God, do you see this list right here? No, yeah. damn. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Brian Kelly Brian Kelly leaves uh, for not even a full year, and you see all these injuries stacking up, man. What the hell is happening I mean, Out for season, out indefinitely. Questionable Achilles, <laughs> out for season Achilles. Uh, look, they they have – they have done. I'm. I'm going to give Notre Dame their flowers. They have. They have on the recruiting trail decided to make. You know, Marcus Freeman. Shout out to that dude. That that that's a bad. That's a bad bro. And a lot of kids love him. Want to play for him. You know, hats off to you. There's, I saw that. Dude, I don't know if you saw, but it was on Twitter. He was. You know, like high fiving and shaking the hands of every single kid going onto the field for practice or the scrimmage. I mean, that's decent. The players want to play for you, but you cannot. Th- this is. This is too much. Like th- this can't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's this, a this lot, man. Happen. And I'm not saying that it's his fault, man. I mean, it could, <laughs> bad luck strikes all the time. Like everybody in this chat has a team, and their favorite team has been, you know, injury riddled. 
at some point or another. But but this has to be addressed at some point in time, man. I, I don't like seeing kids hurt. I don't care what team it is. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's a lot. And you know, shout out to uh, the coldest Crawford. Uh, I'll, I don't think he tore his ACL, but he definitely hurt it. So uh, shout out to them. But there's some injuries happening. But man, Notre Dame takes the cake. I mean, I see a lot of teams don't have any injuries. So to see uh, a significant number there, uh, and then Chris Rodriguez, that's a big one for Kentucky. I didn't know about that suspended. Mm-hmm. So. Be on the lookout when you're making bets. Check out covers.com. Check this out. And, uh, you know, when we get into week zero next week, we'll we'll definitely resource this and make this known for when we're making our bets. So I think that's it for us, man. This is our filler week. Uh, once again, patreon.com slash fourth and one podcast. Uh, $1 a month. Please give us a try. Uh, we're looking to make you guys some money. Trey, any last thoughts? This is our final week before we get into the thick of it, man. So what do you got to say? I think that everybody everybody that pays attention to this channel, man, and pays attention to the growth and the good things that are coming to it are going to be really, really excited that they got in when they did Uh, because we're not really going anywhere, man. Like This is something that we feel very, very passionate about, Um, and and I think if if $5 stands between you and and maybe winning – you know, one, two, three, four, double digit bet. Like you're going to win bets with us. You're, you're going to lose some too now. Like we're not, we're not going to go a hundred, but, but you're going to, you're, you're going to look at the end of a game and it's going to be Saturday night, 11 PM. You're on your fourth Red Bull vodka and you're going to be 200 units up and you're going to go, <laughs> these dudes might be up to something like it's going to happen. And then there's going to be other weeks where, where, you know, we might put out only three and they all three lose. I mean, it, it's sports, but it's fun. And, and it's, and it's every every single time that we we put these things out, we put them out with intent. We want to give you background onto it, and the Patreon allows us to get some sort of order and and uh, and kind of close down that discrepancy between you know us and the list and you guys. So uh, turn your notifications on and uh, give us a try. It's one it's one dollar. And and I'm going to guarantee this. And I'm not going to just stay. I'm going to guarantee we're going to hit a massive parlay this year. It's going to make it's up gonna for. Any units that you lost is going to be tens, twenties, thirties. It's going to be. I always, we we both always hit a whale every year. It might not be right away, but we're going to hit a whale. It happens mm-hmm. every time. We're always close, so round robining is not horrible. But man, please patreon.com slash fourth and one pod. Sign up. Be and we've got some special things going on with that that we'll get into you know throughout the season, but. That's it for us. Uh, don't for, forget to subscribe to YouTube. Uh, you know, thanks to everyone that's watching. Thanks for all the support. We are not going anywhere. You know, if it takes week one, week five, week ten, we're gonna be here, and we're gonna earn your respect. We're gonna get you guys some units, whether you're with us or without us. And and like Trey said, you're gonna wish that you were on us from day one. So uh, we are done. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Week zero. No more waiting after next video. See you guys later.